The crazy thing about this, I'm going to be in Acts chapter 27. And I'm going to be, I'm going to jump around. We're just going to work the text. Look at your neighbor and say, work the text. Today, we're going to work the text. And what I want to talk to you about is being wrecked. Now, a lot of us are a part uh, of a lot of different things. We're a part of work. We we have community in our homes, in our neighborhoods. We connect to people in different ways. What I want to challenge you this morning is stay connected. Some of you have connected to the rock, whether you're watching online or you're watching in this room. Some of you have connected to the rock. And I want you to know that it's time to stay connected. Uh, I want to encourage you. uh, And we're going to start at verse 10. And he said this. And he said unto them, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, but only the lading of the ship, but also our lives. I want to encourage you that the the world that you're on, it's going to hurt. You're like, bro, how are you encouraging me that it's going to hurt? I'm going to encourage you that the road that you're on is going to be hurtful at times. You're going to have your ups and your downs. You're going to you're going to go through life because that's what we're doing. We're going through life. And so I want to encourage you right now that this voyage that we're on, it's going to be a storm. But nevertheless, he said, the centurion believe and in the. And the owner of the ship more than those things that Paul has spoken. And we're going to jump down to verse 14. And he says, but not long after there arose the great tempest storm called Eurachlodon. And and let me pause there. So I I was like, wait, Eurachlodon, what is this? And so I started studying this thing. And did you know that there is something called the Eurachlodonian wind that still blows today? And so this wind actually blows in in this region and this wind causes the ships and the storms almost kind of like a tsunami. And so it almost pushes. It's where the north wind and the south winds clash and it creates this funnel. And he said, and when the ships were caught and could not bear up the wind. We let her drive. Now, that's a message right there. We let her drive. Look at your wife. Look at your spouse and say, let her drive. drive. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I hear that in the spirit. I don't feel like I don't think I'm driving home today. We let her drive. Uh, Sometimes you just got to let her drive. And that's the thing about um, when we're walking this life out as a Christian, we can't always hold on to the wheels. This storm sometimes is going to take us. I'm sorry. This storm sometimes is going to take us left and right in different places. But what's going to happen is sometimes we want to control the way our ship's going. We always want to be in the driver's seat. We always want to be steering. But sometimes we just got to have the faith to step out into the storm, even though we might not control it. The first thing I learned, I'm from Northeast Ohio and uh, originally born and raised in Akron, actually Cleveland, Ohio. But uh, come on now, home LeBron James. Um, anyway, I know we got some haters. It's okay. Uh, guys, side note. I'm so excited because later today, this is just, this is just me being me. Uh, I went to Walmart the other day and they have, 
a LeBron James potato chip. Yes, they're flaming hot sour cream and cheddar. And so today we're going to try those. Side plug. Anyway, most important thing. So you're in this storm and you're trying to figure out what in the world, what in the world? How am I going to let this happen? How am I going to get through life and I don't see where I'm going? How am I going to plant this church? How am I going to grow this church? How am I going to go reach out? How am I going to see my family saved and they don't want to come to church? They don't even want to listen to me pray. How am I going to, how's that going to work? And God said, Just ride the wave. It's okay to just ride the wave. In verse 20, he says, neither when the sun nor the stars in many days appeared, not small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved had been taken away. Some of us have been in seasons and moments where all hope has been taken away. We want to give up. We want to let go. We're like, I know I heard you. This has been me. This is my personal testimony. Sometimes I'm like, I know I heard you, God. I know you said to do this. But even though I want to do this, I don't have the hope to do it. And that's a that's a scary thing when you lose hope. When you don't have hope to step out, when you don't have hope to do what God called you to do, when you don't have hope to to live, when you don't have hope to I don't have hope that this job is going to work out. I don't have hope that my kids are going to act right. I don't have hope that uh, I don't have hope that I can pay for this expensive gas. (laughs) And when you lose hope, you start, you stop doing things. Just let's, let's talk about gas. I'm not, I'm not a politician, but let's talk about gas. How in the world is gas like $5, right? Gas is $5. And because we lose hope in paying at the pump, what do we do? Hey, man, we're going to meet. Let me, let's Zoom. We ain't, ain't got to drive all the way out there. Let's hang out via Zoom. You know, I was going to go to the store, but I'm going to just wait. And I can do all my trips right there when I go to that plaza because Target ain't too far from that Walmart. And it's right around the corner from the mall. And I could just probably do all that instead of going to Walmart, coming back and my groceries being melted. And, you know, <laughs> I'd rather sacrifice my groceries melting while I go to the mall versus making that trip. Because we lose hope, we stop doing the things that we are supposed to do, the things that we normally do. And that's how it is in, when we're Christians. When we lose hope, we stop praying. Why? Because we stop believing that God can be the one who can deliver us and set us free. We stop reading our word because we're like, oh, I don't know. We stop reaching out and saying, come to my church because we're like, huh, can this, can these dry bones live? We, and it's not asking like, can these dry bones live with like authority? You know how preachers preach it like, can these dry bones live? It's not like that. It's like, can these dry bones live? Like, I'm scared. I'm wondering. And when we lose hope, it's taken away. And Paul, and he stood. This is the crazy thing. We got to have, that's the amazing thing that you have good leaders. You have to have good leaders who can stand in the middle of a storm and exhort. The Bible says, and, and now in verse 22, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Paul, in the middle of the storm, knew to stand. He stood up and said, now is the time. 
Now is the time to be happy. You're in the middle of a storm and it's time to be happy. I don't know what you're going through today at Rock Church. I don't know what you're going through in this city. I don't know who you've tried to reach out to. I don't know what your family situation is, but I want to encourage you this morning to be of good cheer because God is about to deliver us. Uh, He says this, for there shall be no loss among any men's life among you. I want to declare that there will be no loss among those among you. I want to declare to this word that you can stand here and that the angel of God who whose arm will serve and save us he will be there and he will lead us and he's saying fear not is what he said they sang this song I will not fear he looked at them and said fear not thou must be brought to Caesar wherefore sirs be of good cheer for I believe God That sentence right there, he said, wherefore, sirs, in verse 25, be of good cheer, for I believe God. We had lost hope. But he said, be of good cheer. Because God is in the midst, in the midst of your storm. He's right there. He's right there holding on tight. He's right there being who he said he would be. And that not even... Shall it be because he told me so? How you know? Because my mama said it. How you know? Because because I said so. He said, I know. It's crazy because he he started saying be of good cheer. And he ended saying, be of good cheer. I don't know. I don't know where you are in your life, but I want you to know it's time to be of good cheer. Wherever you are in your life, it's time to be of good cheer. The storms will not hold you down. And the Bible, and I'm not going to read all this, but the Bible says that they went less in the fallen rocks and the cast, the anchors and the stern. I'm just going to talk out this story. And the stern cast to the left and to the right, and they threw out these anchors. And the Bible declares that the fore part of the ship had broke off. And people thought, now it's time to jump off the boat. When everything feels like it's breaking down, Rock Church, I want to encourage you. When things feel like it's breaking down, when things feel like it's too much, when it feels like, man, I don't know how many more times I can set up this drum set. When it feels like, man, I'm so tired of you, Haw. I'm glad we finally got some good complimentary breakfast. But, hey, I, I don't know if we can keep doing this. When it feels like, man, we had 15 people last week. We had 35 people last week. We had 50 people at the worship night. And now we, we look around and there may only be seven people And it feels like the ship is just ripping apart. I want to encourage you to be of good cheer and and don't jump off the boat. Stay connected. Stay connected to what he's doing because he's working out in your favor. He said, if you he said, you will lose your life if you jump off the boat. He said, stay connected and stay on the boat. I don't care how you stay on the boat. Just stay on the boat. He said, only the ship will be saved. Only those in the ship, only those at the rock. Come on now. Verse 41 and said, falling into a place where two seas met, it ran it into the ground and the four parts stuck to the past and remained unmovable that the hind part broke off into the violent waves. And the soldiers Council 
was to kill the prisoners lest they could swim and escape. But Paul told the centurion, kept them for their purpose, command them which swim to cast themselves first into the sea and let them go to land. And the rest, someone boards and someone broken pieces of the ship made it to safety. I want to tell you this morning, the pieces may be broken, but where you're headed, you're still going to get there. I just believe that God and some of you say, well, I, I, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm not whole. I, I, how can I do this if I'm not? And that's that, that's the question I had to ask myself. How can I do this if I'm not all the way together? How can I lead a people when I'm still trying to walk this faith out by myself? How, I'm losing hope. And now I'm encouraging people to gain hope. And I'm in this struggle where I'm I'm, I'm bouncing back and forth. How can I lead How can we, how can we make it? He said, just hold on. Just hold on, baby. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And it's okay to have a bumpy ride. It's okay to lose hope. But you got to have that comma. I lost hope, but God. Yeah. And when God speaks into your life, when God declares a thing into your life, when God says something, believe it because you're going to make it to shore. Now, Paul, and I'm actually almost done when Paul made it to the other side. Soon as he got off the boat, they had been shaken, stirred, ripped apart. What happened was. They got off the boat, and guess what? He got bit by a snake. That's the very beginning of the next chapter. I want to tell you that there's three types of people. There's the people who are in a storm. There's the people who left a storm. And there are the people who are headed into another storm. You can come out of a storm thinking, oh, it's over. But no matter where you are, you're going to be in that circle. You're either coming out of a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're headed to your next storm. And so sometimes when you come out of it, it's important. That's why it's important to praise for what he's done, because it's going to remind you what he's about to do, because he's the same God who, the same God who delivered you out of the storm is the same God who will deliver you from the snake. And so when, so it, it comes different ways. So sometimes you get moved and you get pushed because you're thinking, oh, the storm of my life is driving me crazy. And then things start to settle when things start to get good. And then soon as that happens, you go to work and they start acting a fool. And you're like, man, I jumped out of the fire and into the frying pan. Paul said he jumped out of the storm and into a poisonous snake bite. And they thought he would surely die. But he also heard the word of the Lord. And that's what you have to remember. When the word of the Lord comes to you, when he speaks to you, it encourages you to be strong because you will survive. He said what? They would make it. I want to declare to you this morning that you're going to make it. You're going to be who God called you to be. You're going to rise up and be strong. You're going to rise up and be powerful. You're going to rise up and move with the power of God, with the Holy Spirit. There's no storm that's going to stop you. There's no snake. 
Paul said, I'm just going to shake this thing off. I don't know what you've been dealing with. Maybe you came out of the storm and you moved on broken pieces. But now you're moving into a place where God is actually going to let you have the authority. I'm not moving on broken pieces anymore. I'm walking in my authority. I'm walking in what God called me to do. I'm shaking off the the, the poisonous viper that's trying to tear me down. Sometimes snakes want to breathe and squeeze the life out of you. But what the snake didn't realize is when you bit me, you bit something that was powerful. You bit something that was strong. You bit something that was moving in the Holy Spirit. I was protected that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I don't know about you, but I'm moving. I'm moving and I'm shaking stuff off now. I'm not moving on broken pieces. We're not moving on broken pieces, Rock Church. We're moving and we're shaking it off. Here comes another storm. Get off me. You ain't ready. Get off me. I'm shaking it off with what? I'm shaking it off with my praise because my praise is a weapon. It binds, it confuses the enemy. It moves him out of my way. And so when the devil tries to come my way, guess what I do? I praise. And when the devil tries to come my way, I pray. Why? Because when I talk to God, the Bible says in Psalms that he called upon the Lord and in his distress, he heard him and delivered him into a large place. Now, I don't know what you've been doing, but sometimes what you have to do is call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Right? Prayer is communication to God. And so when I pray, he hears me and in my distress, I never been bit by a snake. Don't want to, but I can believe that was probably a distressful moment. Like I just got bit by a poisonous snake. And in that moment, you know what he said? (laughs) He said this, I'm going to just shake it off. I'm going to call upon the Lord because he said I would make it fine. And I want you to know this morning that you're moving from just coming in on broken pieces and you're stepping into a new atmosphere. You're stepping into a moment where you're going to be able to shake it off. And they thought he should surely die. He should surely be given up. He should surely want to let go. Uh I want you to know that. When the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, when God gets a hold of you, when faith rises on the inside of you, there's nothing that the devil can do. Now, now the, the devil has this thing that he's going to put his hands on you. Somebody used to say in school, don't make me put hands on you. Don't make me put hands on you. And you'd be like, man, I'll kick your tail, right? And other times you'd be like, Man, I heard about him. Uh, you know, he don't fight fair. Uh, he ain't gonna put hands on me. He gonna put hands on me. But here's a here's, and this is what we're closing with. What you touch, what touches you, always touches you back. What you touch touches you back, and what touches you, you touch it back. And so sometimes when the devil goes to put his hand on you and he uses, he uses your cousin that you ain't talked to in forever 
to just, man, you, you religious and you don't know what you're doing. You need to let this church go and give up. When he, when he uses those people to put their hands on you, God gives you the opportunity to use that same influence to say, for God, I live and for God, I die. You see, when Job was touched by the enemy, when the enemy went after him time after time again, he stood firm. And what began the storms that begin to touch him began to be the testimony that saved that city. When, when people start to see what Job went through, is this the same Job when he finished? Is this the same Job? Yes, it's the same Job. The same Job who had boils and lumps all over his face that lost his kids, whose wife told him to curse and die. Jesus, I'm sorry, Job, the same one. You know what he said? For God, I live. I won't give up. And I don't know what you're going through. But I just believe in this season that God is moving us and he is moving us closer to him. Pulled a little closer, taken a little bit deeper. And when he reaches out to you, you know what we got to do? We got to touch him back. The Bible declares that when the woman at the well I'm sorry, not the woman at the well. The woman pressed her way through the crowd. And one touch changed everything. That Jesus felt she touched him for her, but he was touched. And he touched her back without even moving. I want you to know that virtue is leaving, leaving God right now, coming down to you wherever you are. The peace of God, the Holy Spirit is moving to touch your heart, to touch your mind. And wherever you are in this moment, wherever you are in this season, I believe that God's going to begin to speak to you. He's going to encourage your heart. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to feel alone. You don't have to let anxiety build up. You don't have to stress out about your family, about your job. I believe that this storm you're moving to a moment where God has given you the strength to shake it off. I want to declare to you that this next season, you may go through storms, but I want you to be of good cheer because we will surely make it through this. And it won't because we're making it through it on broken pieces anymore. We're going to make it through this thing because we're walking in an authority that whatever comes our way, we're going to shake it off. Sometimes it's hard to shake it off. And maybe you're in this room today and you're saying, or maybe you're watching live and you're saying, hey, I want to shake some things off of my life that I just haven't been able to shake. Sometimes, you know, there's many ways to put out a fire. You can put out a fire by stop, drop, and roll. You can put out a fire by a fire extinguisher, but sometimes you need somebody else to start beating the fire off of you. And I'm not going to beat nobody, but I want you to know wherever you are at, that God has the ability to heal your situation, the broken pieces, the broken, the brokenness. I feel that so strongly in this room, that there's a brokenness, there's a, there's a fear, there's a hesitancy. 
and, and Pastor Corey talked about this, that perfect love casts out all fear. Some of you have wanted to step out in your gift and, 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 and be who God called you to be. The gift has been stirred up on the inside. But remember what he told Timothy after he stirred up the gift on the inside. He said, stir up the gift on the inside for God has not given you the spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. I don't know what you're going through, and maybe you feel like the gift's been stirred up on the inside. Maybe you feel like, and now you got the gift stirred up, you're ready to step out, and the storm comes, and you get scared, you get fearful. But in this moment, I just believe that God's gonna begin to move you, that he's not giving you the spirit of fear anymore. He's giving you power, the authority to shake it off, He's given you love because the Bible says love covers the lo- that love covers where you want to give up. And love has the ability to push you. It, when every time God, Jesus saw, every time Jesus saw someone, love moved him. The Bible said he was moved with compassion. I want to let you know that God is moving with compassion over your life this morning. I want you to know that he's moving to your situation. And because you're reaching out to him, because you touched him, he said, I'm going to touch you back. In the middle of your storm, and he's giving you a sound mind. Peace is coming back to your mind this morning. The stress of life. I, 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 I speak that in the name of Jesus, that the stress of life will begin to settle. That peace would be your portion. Hallelujah.